Poco was started uh, after the after the invasion of the Waikato by the British colonial forces, and when they invaded and wanted to crush the Kingitanga, and uh, they wanted the Waikato or the Māori people of New Zealand to have only one um, Kingitanga rep, and that was Queen Victoria uh, in England. And when the Kingitanga was established, uh, the challenge came from Governor Gray to put down the Kingitanga. Um, the Fiddle Fiddle wouldn't accept that, and that was followed by war and the Crown coming into the Waikato, and which started the land wars at Rangadidi, um, Orako, Rangiaofia. So from that, the birth of the Pokai was, was started. The Pokai was instituted by the second Māori king, Tafio, shortly after his return from England in 1884 to ask the British Crown for the return of unfairly confiscated lands. The first Pokai was held at Whatifati Hue Marae in Pirongia. The Pokai served as a regular gathering for the king's followers in March of every year to celebrate harvest time according to biblical precedents, and it was an opportunity for the king to heal the ailing and the infirm. <laughs> For the widowed, the bereaved, and the destitute. It was these words uttered by King Itafio that was the impetus behind the Pokai, an annual gathering that takes place at 29 Marae throughout this year. After the displacement of his people following the land wars, the Pokai was about reinforcing the ties to Kingitanga and fostering Manakitanga or the act of looking after others. Tiahika this week talks about the history of the Pokai with Kaumatua Tamepo Kaya and Chairman of Waikato Tainui Tiaratoura Rahui Papa. And we feature archival recordings from Tuakau Marae, 1988, with Māori broadcaster Hare Williams. My understanding of it, as a child, I understood the concept of the pokai where uh, many of the Waikato people, because after all this is where it was instituted, would gather under the umbrella of the Kingitanga, and many of our komatua then would discuss the business pertaining not only to that particular marae where it was held, but the business in general of that era and of that period of time. Here it is. Rahui Papa is the chairman of Waikato Tainui Te Aratoura. He is an orator and a proponent of Waikato Māori language revitalisation. It was at Pokai this year, at Pārāwira Marae, that Kingi Tuheitia publicly endorsed Papa as a Māori Party candidate in the Hauraki Waikato seat. As a child, Papa attended Pokai alongside his parents and travelled to most of them around the North Island. 
Almarai at Pohara in the south of Cambridge is actually a Pokai Marae. So uh, we, we experience it through our upbringing uh, in our parents, um, uh, ab- absolutely being dedicated to the Marae and to the Pokai uh, annually, alongside all of the people from uh, our Marae. Uh, and, and then having the opportunity to go around with mum and dad to uh, almost all of the Pokai that were happening at the time, because that was the time where people. People actually had good discussions about uh, things in front of them, uh, about councils, about the raupatu, about political things, about the wairua things and the tikanga. So that was a really, really great time for people to be able to just sit and listen uh, to the greats like Fati Tamati, like Henare Tufangai, uh, Pumi Teituha, uh, Waia Murray, uh, and our uncle Te Kapo uh, Clark. A whole host of them will get up and participate uh, in the uh, discussions and things like that. Uh, and it was, you know, uh, really just started off with uh, the whanau in the back and things like that, uh, and then uh, making your way, really uh, graduating, I suppose, <laughs> through the different phases of, uh, of poker. Well, it was political right from the very, very beginning because um, Tafio had just come back from England in 1884 uh, and uh, trying to petition for the return of the Raupatu lands and, and didn't get much joy there. So in, in 1885, he established the Pokai at Fati Fati Hoi. Uh, and uh, from then on, uh, it, was, uh, it was about talking about the repatriation and the, uh, and the redress for uh, Raupatu lands, not just of Waikato uh, either. It was about all of the lands that, they, that were confiscated throughout the country and trying to repatriate those and get uh, redress for those uh, tribes who have become landless uh, as a result. And uh, so you're right, it was about te pani te me but it was more about the political nature, well, not so much the political nature, but the, um, the facilitation and the machinations within the kingitanga at the time. So Tafia would ask various people for support uh, and if the, if the communities there that were landless couldn't support, they would be whakama, uh, and they would be absolutely whakama that they had nothing to support. So the poker was actually an opportunity for them to be able to support the Kingitanga movement when they were asked. So that's the, uh, uh, the in-depth I suppose, kaupapa of te pani te pauwaru me te rawakore, because they were so hard hit that they weren't able to offer any support and they would be whakama not to be able to. And so the pokai actually gave them some resources, albeit small in those days, it might have been a threepence or a sixpence or something like that, but they were able to feel that they had contributed. The kawa and tikanga of pokai includes the early morning flag raising and karakia. But the day is also about Fano bringing their koemate or their grieving families onto the marae to pay tribute to their departed. And the mourning part is about mourning those that have uh, passed over the year and welcoming those like families. Because pokai is about uh, whānau pani from throughout the area come, then they have find some solace with other families who are suffering under that uh, the, the shroud of 
um, you know, losing a loved one. Of course, you move into the kaihakari, uh, which is in a very important part, especially in tikanga Māori, because it brings people from the uh, from the shadows of the darkness of sadness into the world of light. And then, and then in the afternoon, all of the discussions on on a number of kaipapa. Uh, it might be health, it might be real, it might be education, it might be um, karakia, it might be moteatea, you know, a whole host of uh, different um, kaipapa kōrero. And then that leads us to around about four o'clock when the flags come down and then uh, that's it for the year. Ngāti Mahuta and Ngāti Hikairo Kaumatua Tame Pōkaya says the kaupapa of Pōkai is the same today as it was 132 years ago, but it has adapted to suit the modern times and the relevance of issues affecting Māori. At the root of Pōkai, he says it remains the same, an institution. But growing up, Tame, who is the kaumātua on campus at the Waikato Institute of Technology, didn't attend many pokai as a child. He grew up in Ngarawahia. His parents had 18 children. And because of the large whānau, transporting everybody was virtually impossible because his dad didn't own a car. So it meant that the only pokai they attended was at Turangawaiwai Marae. I sat down for a chat with Tame, and we talked about the name Pokai. Where does it come from? He explains. There's lots of different types of po. There's different po on the marae. But that particular po refers or relates to an institution or, or a type of hui, I guess. And it has a second part to the, the word po, and it's the kai. And it's a place to come and be together as one um, to join together, uh, to remember those who have passed on and uh, to eat together with the head of the Kingitanga movement of the time. It doesn't matter which period of time you'll go through, you're still going to have widowed, you're still going to have the destitute, and, and you're still going to have the, the poaru. you'll still have them, it doesn't matter which time, everyone will come and go. The, the only difference is, is that when you come through those time periods, different things are happening. Like today, for example, we, we're, not having, we're not in a war zone mode to be pushed off, so, but we're still going to die of something. So the feeling back then is a little bit different to the feeling we have today in, in those terms, the pani, the poaru, rabokori, but they are the same principles of the pokai. Pokai will be held at 29 marae throughout the North Island. Earlier this year, Kokohino, Marae and Titeko, the Eastern Bay of Plenty, celebrated its 54th Pokai. And on Saturday, April the 1st, Huria Marae in Tauranga celebrated its 59th year since hosting the Pokai. Yeah, we still have those uh, marae around about that number that hold the Pokai. And... Um, it, it's grown from its inception from when it first started. Like when King Tafil first set up the, the pokai, there would be only probably three, three marais having a pokai. So to go from three uh, when he was alive to and over the various ariki and leadership, it has grown now to 28, 30, I think it is. Um, so it's, he would not have seen a lot of the marais today with mm. pokai, just the first ones that he instigated. So it has grown, I guess, to many different marae, and also the other difference, it's spread out external, outside of some of the Tainui regions like Bay of Plenty. 
So how does a marae get to host pokai in the first place? Tame says these days it can be by tono or a request from the marae. They will tono to have a pokai in, the, in their region or that, that area. They will tono uh, to whoever is the head of the kingitanga movement of the time. Because you've got to remember you've had uh, tafi or mahuta, and various people or various tribal leaders from different marae will tunnel. Uh, can we hold a pokai at our marae? And um, that's the decision the ariki or the king would make at that time. And uh, they would give a reason why they'd like to hold one there. So, yeah, marae do ask or if they can have one. Pokai is also a forum whereby issues pertaining to the marae or the local hapu are discussed, but this can branch out into the wider issues affecting the Māori community. Tamiya says the faces of the paipai tapu, or the oratory bench, is ever-changing. You still got uh, your kaumatua there, but each each year, each time, there are different ones there because you've got to remember as as generations come and go, they pass, and then you have a next lot coming, and they will pass in the next. So, uh, I've seen many over the many years that have come, a lot of great kaumatua that have been at the pokai, and if you if I go to the po- paipai today, they it is definitely changed because you get the people that are there today. So the makeup it will be of these times, and tomorrow it will be with the people that are alive at that, at that time, mm. which will be probably the rangatahi that could be helping at the pokai today. Um, in the late 18, uh, 1863, 1864, the period of pakanga amongst um, Māori, obviously that was a, a contentious issue, but today, uh, the homelessness, housing, uh, Māori suicide, um, in your experience, are these types of issues discussed at Pokai? Is that a platform? Pokai does have its issues, does have, uh, like in the morning part of the section, when we are uh, remembering the Pani Te Pauru, the Rabokore, and we tend to keep the issues and politics away out of that morning session, and then uh, everyone goes in to participate and have kai, and as they come out after kai, the afternoon tends to look at whatever the issues are affecting the tribe, um, one of the issues that uh, maybe that local marae or area or hapu would like to raise to the iwi or to the king. Many different issues have arisen, just like the ones you've just said. There could be all types of issues, they're not just one particular. Uh, but I guess for me, one of my favourite was seeing the Raupatu settlement and at the Pokai, the updates and, and the strategy by the Tainui board, by the Tainui uh, leaders of how they were going to addressed the Raupatu, which led to the 1995 settlement. Of the but, but I think it was beautiful to see if you didn't have that forum, that institution called the Pokai, um, it would have been hard to debate or check in the ups and downs of coming to a settlement. Um, like any other, you'd probably have to do the same, but at an AGM. A Pokai allowed almost... Although it is a pokai, it was almost like a mini-type forum to where 
we could discuss a lot of the issues. And, of course, all types of issues get raised. Sometimes um, it's got to walk uh, a fine line there that it's not turned into a, a gathering where politicians can come there to promote their own issues, that it is a kaupapa Māori, um, and very, very, quite a lot of different organisations will try and push the boundaries. There's going to be X amount of Māori here, so let's go there and try and Trying. promote their own good instead of good for, the, for that area. Can there be resolutions after pokai? Through knowledge and learning and understanding, you can. it'll help you make you know, a decision on something or it'll make you make a contact or a network to some issue you might want. You may see someone or someone is talking about a certain housing issue and then you'll maybe later. So lots of issues are, are raised and it's a great forum to discuss those things. He honore he kōria ki te atunga, i te wehi, i te wahi ngaro, he tuku nei te oranga tinana, he te oranga wairua ki a tātou katoa. Kia wehi ki te atunga, kaharawa, i ngā wā katoa. Pokai usually starts at around 6.30 in the morning. The flag or pokara is raised and then there is karakia and hymns. From 10 or 11 that morning, the hakapohiri is carried out by the host marae. Yeah, well, of course, some of the um, tikanga of the pohiri is as a sort of procedure and um, even right from the wahoro, the gathering and the entrance, the whakaeke irungi te marae, going on to the marae has, has procedures and that's, a lot of the pakai are led of course by the band, the te reo or the brass band that leads. They will lead the king, and plus those families who have loved ones that have passed on, lead them on. And then sometimes instead of going straight to the poke, uh, to the paipai, they'll head towards the pokara, which is the flag, which will be raised. So they'll head to that possibly first and have the flag raised, uh, and the band will play the himine, possibly tamanako mādi or something like that. And then uh, after the karakia, they'll head to the paipai. Mm. So they're ready to commence the mihimis. And the whanau pani will head up into the maho of that area and, and could be seated there in the maho for them. Do you remember any pretty outstanding pokai events in your time that you've attended, whether there was fire recorded or... or um. I do, and, and one of the issues that um, uh, I went to a pokai in Kafia at uh, Makatu uh, as a young speaker, I guess, and listening and observing and um, uh, listening to our kaumatu, and one of the questions that came up is what is the title that we should call uh, the Queen at that time, of course, the Māori Queen, and kaumatu were debating the title that she should be called and that was very interesting listening to that some uh, and our different ones would say that do we call her Te Ariki Nui Te Atahirangi Kahu do we call her Dame Te Atahirangi Kahu do we call her Te Ariki Tapairu do we call her Te Ata 
just all these little short names, and uh, I had a. And so the debate was which which title should we call? And uh, li- I listened to some of the responses or call it on the marae, and they said, well, if you're in the park air setting, you should call it probably easier for the park air to say Dame Tatairangi Kahu. So they were more or less explaining that certain titles will suit that, that audience <laughs> to say the name so they wouldn't get uh, pronounce it wrong. Uh, but for me, I'm probably my thinking is two things. It's the name that the high priest put on her when she was originally crowned Queenie Tatairangi Kahu. Does the king attend every pokai? Uh, he attends where he can. You've got to remember his health is paramount. Um, so uh, he will attend where he can if he... And he tries to make all the pokai, but um, if his health is not great, uh, he'll... We'll have someone there to fill in on his behalf. During any pokai, do you have a certain role at your marae that you, or are you just sitting on the paipai? No, I work in the um, Mahinarangi in the house of the king uh, during the pokai, and I'll uh, escort the king wherever he's going around Tūrongawai Marae. And of course, the the Fano have their kai in Kimiora, so I'll escort the king across from the house across the Kimiora where he'll dine with the, with all the families. I asked Tame about the future of Pokai and if there is a possibility that it becomes irrelevant. Uh, I think while we've still got issues out there, uh, Pokai is, is of course a great domain um, to remember those who our loved ones who have passed on. Mm-hmm. All our bereaved, our pani, and to always never forget. Because it's about kawe mate, isn't it's it? It's about the kawe mate. It's to still remember them, and you. It's very difficult to say, okay, I'm going to give up forgetting about someone. Um, I think that'll always be there. You'll always remember your loved ones. You'll always remember because that kawe mate and those people that passed, they are entrenched in our history. They were the ones that tried to stand up against uh, the Crown on our behalf to make it better for us today. So just to see something go away and said, well, OK, you stood up, well, we're in a new era, let's just forget about you and move on, that would be a pretty hard thing to, to, to take.
The times, the issues of the day, the history and the colourful people that attend Pokai can provide a good backdrop for storytelling, which is what broadcaster Hare Williams captured when he attended Pokai in 1988 at Tuakau He spoke to Riri Petsi, Lil Joyce. What, are you, what were your relationships, your contacts uh, and your associations with uh, Princess Tapuea? Actually quite delightful because as a child we went down to Mangatangi and knowing full well that Princess Tapuya, that's what we called her, would be there. And so my childish concept of the princess was from the encyclopedias, that she would wear a tiara, that she would wear a lovely glittering ball gown, and that was my childish <laughs> concept. So I went with my mother and my aunts and grannies down to the Mangatangi Maraikos. Princess <laughs> And I was astounded. I was looking for this princess in her flowing gowns and a tiara, only to see and point it out to me, there was this humble being. She had, I can see it today, a long black skirt down to her ankles and a um, sugar bag um, apron. And she was sweeping the footpaths with the tea tree and scarf around the head and quartered a Māori the whole time. Yes, yes. And that just shattered my childish concept. But it taught me humility when I saw that. Not as a child then, but as I was growing older, I realised the the great humility of this lady, that she was, although she was recognised as being a great woman, she was not above doing the menial tasks and expected others to follow in her footsteps. And they did all rally around her. But that's my childish concept. And now, of course, as I've grown older and I realise the true significance of the great impact that this lady did have amongst her people. Diri Petty, Lil Joyce. One of the modern functions of the pokai is an opportunity for bereaved families to bring the memories of their loved ones to the marae for the traditional kawemate. The group I was with was called onto the marae and Nga Uru Tupai described the scene. We have here several groups that have just come on. Some are Kirimati, and there are those who are, are coming on for the first time. Today is a, a traditional welcome onto Marae. We are now being seated. We have been requested to, to be seated. And from this minute forth, the issues of introducing people uh, in the group will be discussed. And also, here we need to remember that this exercise should be over before Tatairangi Kahu comes in. We need to have the place vacated. And this is a kawemate as well. And the kawemates are held also. The 1988 recording with Hardy Williams at the Pokai held it to a kaumarai in 1988. Rahui Papa says the changing of the guard is evident and that more young people are taking up leaderships at the pokai, whether it's out front or in the engine room. 
And although you, uh, there are some of the younger ones that are starting to make it out on the front uh, sort of benches, the majority of the rangatahi actually support the marae with the cooking, with the um, washing of the dishes, with the waitressing, because that's the duty of them for their marae uh, every year. Uh, but more and more, uh, you see more rangatahi sitting on uh, on the pai pai corridor, and it's absolutely fabulous. More and more, you see the nannies and some of the young ladies to perform karanga so that if there were mistakes to be made they're right there in support it's about a support mechanism for them uh, and if there was anything to fix up maybe then they're right there to be able to do that so so uh, more and more not enough though not enough in my view uh, I think that we could um, strategically we could um, look at uh, some way of participation for for more rangatahi uh, in the forum offering them maybe uh, opportunities to talk about their issues uh, as they see it and the solutions as they see it uh, but then it, but then um, not just leaving it as a talk fest about uh, putting in a plan of action Kia ora, ko rāhui papa tō ku ingoa, noroto mai o Waikato, uh, o tira o Ngāti Koroki Kahukura, o Ngāti uh, Mahuta. Uh, uh, e mihi atu nei kia koutou e whakarongo mai nei, hei tēnei uh, hōtaka mo te kaupapa whakahirahira nei o te pūka. Soon be back, we're coming back this way I'm feeling so pleased about it blue skies I feel all my ancestors who got the way to heal they're all aboard the ships like endeavor yeah yeah they were calling you they were calling Across the great divide They were calling Oya mai te waka ki te urunga I te waka ki te takotoranga I takotoranga Ship ahoy, we come this far today I'm feeling so pleased about it Beneath the clear blue sky